footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares, where we like to keep it dark and dreamy here at Dark Softly Tales. I'm your host, Matt, and a very early happy Halloween to everybody. Tonight's story is called Smashing Roxy. All I have to say for myself is that when I wrote this story, I was a little over-caffeinated, had too many peanut M&Ms, and I was listening to an old Smashing Pumpkins album. I love the Smashing Pumpkins. The phrase Smashing Pumpkins took a dark turn into Smashing Roxy, which you'll soon discover why. This is still one of my very favorite stories today, and I hope it scares as well as delights you. Last week, Dark Softly Tales was ranking number nine in Argentina Apple Podcast drama section, and it was also ranking in Bolivia. So a friendly hello to our neighbors across the globe. Love you all. I have been receiving a ton of fun, scary, and often silly named entries for the Name My Scarecrow contest and giveaway. This is for those of you who are signed up for the newsletter. If you aren't signed up, you have until October 31st. Everyone is allowed three name entries. If you want to see what my scarecrow looks like, you can go to my Facebook page linked in the show notes and take a look. You can either Twitter me, write me on a Facebook post, or email me your three name suggestions. I will write all of the names on pieces of paper, scraps of paper, and draw the scarecrow's name on Halloween night under the light of the full moon. I'll make a separate podcast episode for the name of the winner, who will get to choose a prize of one of my handcrafted Victorian goth cameo necklaces or one of my spooky forest paintings that I've been making. You can also see those over on my Facebook page. So sign up for the newsletter while you still can and get your entries in. All of the links are in the show notes. Now, I see a crooked hook of a moon, fog rolling down a dark alley, a witch with black and pink striped tights and a very big knife seems to be chasing ghostly dolls down a dark alley to a deserted Victorian house. Hmm, do you think they're trick-or-treating? Don't worry. There's nothing to be afraid of. Is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Smashing Roxy by Mavsky. Blondie smashed Roxy with a pumpkin, a plump, orange, glorious pumpkin, as round and vivacious as the moon was full. 
She smashed Roxy with a pumpkin's thick stem straight through one of her blue eyes, and then through the other, over and over and over, until blood streamed and steamed into the frosty grass. Hooray! cried Blondie, swiping her blonde hair back. She punched her small fist at the moon. It was bloody Halloween, a night for naughty pranks like slipping needles into caramel apples and poison into candy, a night for masquerade masks disguising the faces of normalcy, community, dignity, and rules. It was the one night Blondie lived for every single night of the year, when she could be her true self, danger unleashed upon the world. She could run around as a goblin with a baseball bat, bashing in heads of little boys and girls. Free, yes, she could be a free spirit, which is what the Night of the Dead is all about, making people dead. She dipped her finger into Roxy's blood, brought it to her lips and tasted it savored it like last year's pumpkin pie with next door's kitty cat liver inside. Death tasted delicious. No, simply vicious, she thought with a giggle. She smeared Roxy's blood across her cheeks like blush. She glanced around. Kids ran amok from house to house, dragging their trick-or-treat baggies behind them like 100 pounds of pirate booty. While she bashed Roxy with the pumpkin, children screamed with fright and glee down the long sidewalk to her porch. They scooped handfuls of candy from the cauldron she'd left out. Their parents watched from the road, sipping hot cocoa, talking to each other about PTA projects and who had volunteered the longest hours, enjoying the show she'd put on for the kitties. They waved at her and gave her a thumbs up. Blondie had taped Roxy's mouth so she hadn't said a word. Her muted screams blended with the CD sound effects. Perfect, perfect. Blondie slipped the hangman's noose around Roxy's neck, threw the rope up and over the tree's gnarly old branch and hoisted her into the air. There she goes, she yelled in glee. She put the spotlight, not on the body, but off-center, just so. The Joneses had mummies and graves in their yard. The Smiths had five scarecrows. But Blondie, she had proper death hanging on her front yard apple tree. What could compare? Parents and children walked by thinking it was just another macabre yard decoration. Yet somewhere deep down inside them all, alive and primal, was a knowing. A knowing that, among the aromas of warm apple cider and cooling pumpkin pies, was a scent much more related to what Grandma Lucy did with Mr. Turkey on the chopping block Thanksgiving Eve than to Halloween games and candy. In the primitive folds of their subconscious minds, they would know the blood dripping down Roxy's white dress and pale ankle was not the fake gooey stuff from the Halloween store, nor ketchup either. But preferring to have gruesome knowledge hidden than revealed, a little voice would whisper to the passerby, Look away. 
And so they do. Choosing their teeth to be spoiled by candy rather than their night to be spoiled by what hung on the apple tree. All the better for Blondie. For her, killing was candy. This Blondie knew in every sense of the word. She smiled at the hanging body. It was a pity she'd have to take Roxy down and bury her in the backyard by morning. Blondie sighed, shook her head, picked up her knife, and walked to the street. She still had time before midnight for another kill. Mist settled down from the street lamps to the pavement, and the children, goblins and princesses, began to scatter each to their own homes. Below a far bush, she noticed two bodies pressed low to the ground. She drew close and pointed her knife. Who or what are you? We see what you've done, and we will tell the reaper. Two sets of eyes reflected in the soft light of the moon. They peeped out at Roxy from between the leaves of the small green brush. Mist hid their bodies. Oh, the, the reaper, reaper will know, know what, what to do. do. The reaper will save us, mimicked Blondie in a childlike voice. And I will play your game, little monsters. She cackled loudly and swung her arms out in the air and spun in a wide circle. Halloween games are my favorite. My favorite. Mommy... A little witch and scarecrow screamed and ran down the street. Blondie stopped and caught her breath. She watched the last two children, brother and sister, clutching hands in candy bags, disappear around the corner. The street was deserted. There went her fun. And dinner. Damn it, she said in the hangnail glow of the moon. What she had really hoped to do was tell them a little bedtime story, Hansel and Gretel. And while they were at it, they could make a big pot of stew together. And when the time came, they could reenact the entire story with a new twist ending. Creativity, boys and girls, that's what this world needs more of. The bush rustled behind her. Mist fully encompassed it now, so she saw nothing in or around it. Are you still there, scoundrels? She stabbed her knife through the top and into the sides. Nothing. She turned to walk back to her house when a whisper caught her ear. She whipped around and kicked the bush. Come out, monster, goblin, leviathan of hell. She kicked over and over. The sharp branches of the bush jabbed back until her black and pink striped tights tore and her shins dripped with blood. The ghostly whispers came again, and Blondie stopped and listened. She followed the whispers back across the street to the broken cobblestone alley behind her house, where old condemned houses lined up one by one like gravestones in a graveyard unmarked, dark, and falling upon each other. Ivy crept, claiming decrepit porches and overgrown lawns, little by little, 
Who knew what slept under the green shroud? A do not trespass sign tinkered in the wind on a leaning post. Something stirred in the ivy just beyond. Blondie stopped, her breath freezing in the frosty Halloween air. A white, dollish face with button eyes appeared around the corner of the sign. Smashing Roxy met the reaper, it whispered. You will too. Then it disappeared. Blondie, taken back, thought about this. She was no fool. Dolls do not leave their homes and walk around. Obviously, there were the children from under the bush. What a fantastic mask. And quick they were. If they thought they were going to play an All Hallows' Eve trick on old Blondie, they had another thing coming. Yes, indeed. Come here, monster dolls. I want to tell you a bedtime story. Blondie gripped her knife and tiptoed down the alley to the sign. She looked behind the fence post, but nothing was there. A laugh leapt like eerie bells further down the alley, and she ran towards it. Weeds and nightshade grew up out of the cobblestone, biting at her shins and whipping at her clothes as she went by. She hacked at them with her knife, relishing the feel of slicing through something, anything. Once upon a time, she said, breathing heavy with the exertion, there was a little boy and a little girl whose mommy and daddy didn't want them anymore. So one morning, the mommy and the daddy took the boy and the girl out deep into the dark woods and left them there, she paused, to die. A cat mewled in the distance. Something scraped against Blondie's ankle and she stomped on it. She felt a crunch and smiled. From the corner of her eye, she saw a small body dart. Smashing Roxy, a voice whispered. She looked, but the doll was gone. So she kept walking slowly forward, swinging her knife at the tall weeds. The boy and the girl cried all morning, but by afternoon they stopped because they were hungry. So they thought if they began to walk, perhaps they'd find a cottage in the woods or perhaps a compassionate soul to take pity on them and feed them. Blondie stopped when she heard a whistle up ahead. Three ghostly bodies raced across the alley, leaving bloody footprints in their wake. One stopped and looked at her. It was the same face she had seen by the post. Doll face with button eyes, dark hair flowing over white shoulders. It hissed. The reaper will save us. Then it fled toward a house that kissed the clouds with a Victorian flare. Peeling paint clung to the old wood like dirty snowflakes, ivy like serpents. An old screen door opened and shut, but there was no breeze. More white bodies with button eyes ran to the house and through the wooden screen door. Candlelight flickered inside. Blondie flicked her tongue over her lips and tasted Roxy's blood.
Hmm. So many of you out tonight without your mommy's knowing. Naughty goblins. Naughty the all of you. Well, let me finish my tale so that we might celebrate this night together. Inside. She turned down the overgrown path toward the Victorian house, hacking at the poisonous blooms of nightshade. The boy and the girl wandered until darkness fell upon the leaves, and twilight rose up out of the ground like the dead. And there, in the midst of a clearing, they found a candy cottage. A doll whistled from the house. Blondie reached the porch steps. They threatened to give under her weight. <clears throat> they ran to their salvation, only to be met by the mistress of the cottage, a delicate rose with sharp, prickly thorns. Her name was Blondie. Blondie reached the screen door and peeked through it. Trick or treat. Silence met her. She opened the door and it squeaked loudly. She glanced left and right. A large room sat empty with holes in the walls, rat droppings on the floor, along with something else, long and spindly. She drew back in dismay. It was hair, thick and dark, strewn from one wall to the next, all the way down to the hallway where a curved stairwell led to the second story. It was as if someone had taken Rapunzel, bruised her hair a horrid rat color, then hacked it off and left it behind. For the first time, Blondie felt a twinge of doubt in her delights. She stood on the threshold of All Hallows Eve in an empty old house filled with little dolls. That must be children, of course. Blondie pressed the curb of knife to her leg, hesitating. She could still feel blood drip from her shins. Finish the Halloween story, cried a child's voice from the stairwell. Oh, said Blondie. She stepped inside and the screen door slapped shut behind her. Well, she cautiously moved towards the stair. The hair seemed to come alive and twine about her boots like serpents. She stamped down hard upon it and kept moving, telling her story. The mistress Blondie ushered the children inside. She saw a crackle of firelight from the kitchen and thought to go that way, but then... A whistle and a gallop of footfalls upstairs changed her mind. She mounted the stairs, grateful to be out of the hair. Every step creaked, and the wood bent under her weight. She continued the story. <laughs> she promised them love, fresh linens, and candy. The children were overjoyed to have finally found a mother to love them. As she climbed the stairs, she noticed a worn and tattered tapestry on the wall. It was the color of rust, with trees reaching out from the sides, a stairwell curving around the middle. At the top of the stair, 
sat an overturned scale. Its arm slid off the top of the stairwell, so the pan swung into the empty space. Blood dripped from the pan. As the drops fell, they grew in size, stretched and oblong, so it appeared as a crimson waterfall pouring from the top of the stairs. In the blood was the body of a woman. Her arms and legs stretched out as she fell to the cauldron of flames below. And the whisper of smoke rising from the flames rode the grim reaper, his scythe slicing at the woman's body. The reaper, the dolls whispered. The reaper will save us. Blondie gritted her teeth. There was no one to save Roxy, and there was no one to save you. The wooden step behind her snapped, and she jumped to the next stair. And then the next, each step bending and popping like kindling in a fire. She scrambled to the top and looked back. The stairway creaked, groaned, and collapsed in a plume of splinters and dust. Blondie turned to the dark hall. A yellow candle beckoned at its far end. She followed. The old wooden floor moaned. Blondie spoke to keep up her courage. Now, where were we? Mother's love and candy? Oh, yes. The mistress Blondie promised all these things, but first they must dine, for she was very, very hungry. Her stomach growled. And so were they. So she put a large pot on to boil and took out her largest chopping knife and called them both to the kitchen. Blondie reached the end of the hallway. The candle sat before a tall green door with a rusted knob. Shadows danced upon the door like unleashed demons. She reached out and slowly turned the handle, relishing the whine of the old knob. When suddenly, the door flung out of her grasp. Swinging open, she fell forwards, caught herself, then stumbled backwards, kicking the yellow candle off, out, into nothing, nowhere. Blondie was confused until, grasping the doorframe, she looked down and shrieked. The floorboards beyond the door were gone, collapsed years ago. Rich smoke wafted up, and an enormous cauldron sat boiling upon a campfire of old wood. <sighs> oh no, she said. She turned. A torrent of white faces with button eyes and long dark hair rushed her from the room. Bloody footprints trailed behind them. Me the reaper, they cried. The reaper will save us, they wailed. Smashing Roxy met the reaper. You will too. Blondie screamed and crouched into a wrestler's stance in the drawer frame her knife poised before her. Bloody Halloween this is! Bloody Halloween! The children pushed through her knife, 
pushed through to her body and pushed her down over the threshold. As Roxy fell, she heard whistling. A dark robe and scythe formed from the smoke rising above her. A swing of sharp silver. And Blondie joined the Night of the Dead. Forever. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that ride on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves that problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rose, and, of course, an original ghost story about four college students haunted by a flesh-eating demon in a novel called Cold Hangs the Midnight. Be sure to check out Mav's latest release, 98 Ways to Skin a Clown. Stay up to date with all of Mav's new books by clicking the follow button on her author profile. Choose your dark flavor and head over to Amazon today.